You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. God is mighty to save. Know how God is a God who vindicates us in this message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. You know, many times when you talk about worship, the, the main thing that we think about are singing songs, right? But uh, I realize, and you know, if you study scripture, uh, worship is more than a song. That's exactly why we've entitled this message, More Than a Song. But how many of you, for example, uh, uh, I, I know that many are uh, married. How many of you are married here? Can you please raise your hand. You're married and you're proud of it. Yeah. Now, how many of you among you who are married, how many of you have a theme song? Between you and your wife, a husband and wife. How many of you have a theme song? Ano theme song nyo? My Way? Ano bang theme song nyo? Uh, another One Bites the Dust? Ano ano bang magandang theme song nyo? You're nothing but trouble, okay? Uh, no, no, seriously, okay? Uh, anybody here who would like to volunteer your theme song tonight? Not necessarily to sing it, but just to shout it out. Okay, any shout out here? Sa, sa theme song lang. Sinong ma- ma- malakas ang loob dito? Yes, sir! Ow! Yan! You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Sample naman. Ay, 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 ay. Okay. Anybody else? Sino pang uh, malakas ang loob dito? Sino pang uh, yeah, may theme song? Malaking theme song? Pang mahal na araw, may theme song kayo? <laughs> Alright. Kami ni Shirley, yun actually theme song namin na uh, a little bit modern ng konti. Claire Marlowe, yan. Till they take my heart away. Parang ganun. But, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about worship and we're talking about more than a song. And for those of you who are visiting us for the first time, uh, by the way, my name is Pastor Ariel. I'm one of the pastors of this church. And we're talking about, uh, from the book of Psalms, how the songs of the Psalms were written, particularly by the character named King David. How many of you are familiar with King David? Of course, you know, he's one of the most famous uh, characters in the Bible. And, uh, you know, two weeks ago we talked about David uh, defeating Goliath and in times of battle, how many of you know that God is the one who fights our battles? Okay? Sino sa inyo nagkaroon ng problema sa buhay, di ba? You've had, you've faced some giants and, you know, we depend on God for our battles. Last week we talked about, you know, David uh, in the city of Ziklag, when they were going back, they discovered that that their entire families were taken away by the Amalekites. His uh, wives, his children, uh, the whole entire army, they lost everything, their, old, their, their entire household and their, their livestock. And so it was the lowest point of David's life. In fact, the, the man that he was leading was uh, tempted to stone him. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that he actually uh, strengthened himself in the Lord. And uh, that was a weak point in the, in the life of David. And, you know, we talked about last week that in times of weakness... God is our strength. And I, I believe that, you know, we go through some weak uh, moments from time to time. How many of you get discouraged from time to time? Di ba? Uh, we, we all go through that. We don't always feel, you know, uh, we're on top of the world. Sometimes, you know, we're just coasting. Sometimes, you know, we're down. Sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes we receive a, a, a bad news, a problem. And yet, uh, David actually uh, found himself depending on the Lord for, for strength. Okay? And uh, today we're going to be focusing on, still on David, particularly uh, in Psalm 7 and also in Psalm 57. So 
Uh, let's go right ahead and dive into the Word, and I'd like to invite everyone to stand with me. And we're going to be reading two scriptures this evening, uh, first from Psalm 7, verse 8 and 9, and I'm going to be explaining the context of uh, these verses that we're uh, reading tonight. Okay, Psalm chapter 7, verse 8 and 9, and then we're going to be jumping to Psalm 57. So for those of you who have a Bible, abangan nyo na yung Psalm 57, okay? Or if you have an iPad or an iPhone, mas pabilis yan, okay? Psalm 57, 8 and 9, Let the Lord judge the peoples. Vindicate me, Lord, according to my righteousness, according to my integrity, O Most High. Bring to an end the violence of the wicked and make the righteous secure. You, the righteous God who probes minds and hearts. Let's go right ahead and uh, jump to verse uh, chapter 57, verse 1. We're going to be reading 11 verses. Have mercy on me, my God, have mercy on me, for in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. I cry out to God Most High, to God. Let's read these next three verses. I mean, these three words. One, two, three. Who vindicates me? He sends me from the heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends forth His love and His faithfulness. Verse 4. I am in the midst of lions. How many of you sometimes feel that you're in the midst of lions? Maybe in the office, or whatever, okay? I am forced to dwell among ravenous beasts, men whose teeth, whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let their glory be over all the earth. They spread a net for my feet. I was bowed down in distress. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. Let's read this out loud all together until verse 11. My heart, O God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake my soul. Awake harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing with you among the peoples. For great is your love reaching to the heavens, your faithfulness reaching to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you so much for this evening. Even as we uh, study your word, we thank you that we can look to you as our source of strength. You are the righteous judge. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are. And for that, we worship you, God. You are an amazing God, a faithful God, a loving Father, uh, an almighty God, a one who moves uh, on our behalf. And so, Lord, tonight, we ask, Lord, Lord God, that you would... Give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us as a church and as a people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. Would you smile the person beside you while doing that? Okay. So we're talking about, basically, when you look at the, these two uh, books or these two Psalms that we just read, you'll probably notice that there's a basic theme or common thread between the two. And it's about vindication. Everybody say vindication. Okay, to vindicate, diba, is talking about justice. Now, how many of you sometimes feel that life is unfair? Anybody here? Naramdaman mo ba na parang life is unfair? Parang misis sinasabi ko, Lord, bakit gano'n? Mas maganda yung nasa tabi ko. Parang gano'n, diba? Yung, or mas guwapo yung nasa tabi ko. Or bakit gano'n? Mas mayaman yung uh, whatever, okay? Yung 
you know, or or the person I'm working with in the office has given been given favor, but my by my boss, or or maybe you're a sibling of uh, five and you feel like there's a favorite among the siblings and you are not one of them. Favorite tat ng four ng daddy tsaka mami mo, ikaw hindi ka favorite. Pakulugi, di ba? Life is unfair. And, you know, we we talk about justice and justice is actually the ability to decide between right and wrong and yet, sometimes we're the victims of injustice. You know, uh, we we look at movies and we look at some teleseries, di ba? And, and, and the, there's like a familiar theme among some of the top teleseries that people watch. Di ba? Parang ang gusto natin, di ba, yung underdog na makabawi. Di ba? And that the villain would somehow pay for his or her bullying of the underdog. You know, like how many of you are familiar with Annalisa or Flor de Luna? Annalisa, babalik na uli yun, okay? Or Mara Clara, whatever. Finally, sometimes we, we, we look at some of these TV uh, series or teleseries. So, you know, there's somehow an underdog and we can relate to the underdog. We can relate to the victim and we want the victim to be, you know, to somehow uh, be avenged for, so to speak. There's a saying that uh, goes, justice delayed is justice denied. Parang feeling natin pagka hindi na, you know, nagkaroon ng justicia, parang wow, you know, especially if it's, uh, if it was not served right away. You know, we're, uh, we're in Muntinlupa and, you know, we're just beside the Belibid prison. And how many of you know that there are probably tens if not hundreds of inmates there that are still waiting for justice? They're probably in there waiting for, you know, uh, justice to be served uh, on their behalf because, you know, they, they say that they're innocent and yet they're serving uh, imprisonment, okay? Now, how many, how many of us have actually felt some injustice done to us? Anybody talk? You know, maybe, uh, you know, some of the injustice, you know, I'm going to highlight some. An injustice or a maltreatment or a persecution can come in many forms. Maybe a verbal abuse. How many of you have had this when you were like younger? Diba? You, you know, people call you names growing up. Tawag sa'yo, pangit. Meron ba ganun dito? Or tawag sa'yo, whatever, okay? Bakekang uh, or, you know, you know any, any word that can actually... Uh, is so derogatory that you know, growing up, you feel like, wow, you know, pangit ako, or you know, maybe some some people call you bobo. In fact, that growing up, you think that you are bobo talaga. You know, yet you, you can't amount to anything. Verbal abuse, whether in the home or whether people around you or whether in schools. You know, sometimes, diba, we pick on the you know on the nerds. Diba, how many of you used to be a nerd? You know, I realized that when you were a nerd in high school or in elementary, you are now the boss of your company. Okay? God has His way of avenging. Okay? And the people who are norm, you know, normally bully, bully in the past and who are the most popular in school are the fattest and the ugliest right now. You know, you come the 25th or maybe the 30th, you know, uh, reunion. I mean, if you've noticed that, parang dati parang, you know, ikaw sino yung nerd, parang, wow! Ikaw ba yan? Di ba? Dati, tawag namin sa'yo. You know, like your names, di ba? Nerd or whatever, di ba? And now, you're the owner of your company. 
you know, not only are you the owner, but you get to marry the, the most beautiful person or whatever, okay? So sometimes we look at, we look at life and parang, wow, you know, life has a way, and God, I believe, has a way of avenging for us. Amen. Okay? And, uh, you know, whether verbal abuse, you received that when you were younger, or maybe physical abuse. You know, maybe you've been bullied in high school, diba? beaten, or I don't know, maybe you've received that uh, in, your, in your home. Maybe character assassination or gossip. How many of you have been victimized by such, you know, a gossip? Ikaw yung pinaggagasipan. Tama ba yun? Tama ba yun? Ikaw yung ginagasip. Okay? You know, maybe the reason why you're now the uh, you know, victim is maybe because you've actually been a gossiper as well. Because what you sow is what you reap. Diba? It's fine if, if, if people are saying things about you. As long as they're not you, guess what? It will just fall to the ground. You know, back in the 80s or 90s, okay lang yun, you know, when, when a false gossip goes around, it actually just falls to the ground. But nowadays, if a gossip is around, they stay around. Because they post it on Twitter, on, on Facebook, it stays in the internet. You know, masakit. How many of you have had that experience? People, you know, you know we've heard, you know, some stories, even in the States, of young teenagers committing suicide because of uh, cyberbullying. And this is actually a reality among young people. Okay? Uh, another injustice or maltreatment, being ostracized, snubbed, shunned, ignored, cold-shouldered. You know, you may not be the most popular in high school. Ikaw yung lagi nasa isang tabi lang. Diba? Or maybe you want to join the basketball team. Kompleto na raw sila kasi you're 3-11. So, pulot boy ka na lang. Or towel boy or whatever. And we all, we all have this sense of how we're underdogs or you know, we're victims of injustice. Now, what do we do? What do you normally do if you're in that particular situation? Eh, pastor, di ba sa Bible sinabi, an eye for an eye. A tooth for a tooth. Pag sinampal ka, ano gawin mo? Pasampal ka rin. Di ba? Hindi sasampalin mo. Hindi, babatuhin ko siya ng tinapay, pastor. Na nasa loob ng garapon, di ba? You know, it's about vengeance. It's about getting even. Sometimes, you know, the, word, the world would say, you know, if you've been wronged, make it right. Right now. Parang ganon, di ba? And, and the, the way to do it sometimes if you, is to take matters in your own hand. The world demands the need to get even. Kailangan patas tayo. Pag nilamangan ka, nogin mo daw, bumawi ka. But how many of you know that this is not necessarily biblical? Yung iba ayaw maniwala. You know, King David is uh, such a man you know, when uh, you know, the context of these two psalms actually was when David finally was fleeing from Saul. You have to remember, diba, when we were talking about two weeks ago, David and Goliath, when he finally defeated Goliath, and uh, you know, when they went back to Jerusalem, the, you know, the armies of David and the armies of Saul basically went back, and you know, the people in Jerusalem were basically cheering for them, diba, because they were champions. We 
are the champions. So they're singing the songs for David. And they're actually chanting. And, and, and what ticked Saul off was when the women started singing the chorus, Saul killed his thousands, while David killed his what? His tens of thousands. Nung narinig ni Saul yun, ako hari, dapat ako masikat. Now this young shepherd boy is more popular than me. You know, from that day on, the Bible says, Saul actually had a jealous eye on David. And he started pursuing him. Twice he, t- he tried to kill him. He tried to pin him against the wall. You know, he had a spear in his arms, in his hand. And Saul released the spear. But na lang magaling si David unilag. Parang, nailaga ni David. Twice. And then he fled from Saul. And then this particular scenario, as David and his men were fleeing from Saul, they find themselves in a cave. It's called the cave of Adullam. And Saul was in hot pursuit of David. It so happened that Saul was in the vicinity. He also went in the same cave like as David. But yet, you know, the Bible says, Saul went to this cave to relieve himself. Now, I don't know what he did. Sinabi lang sa Bible, to relieve himself. Pwedeng natulog, pwedeng whatever. Okay? And yet, David was beside Saul, but he did not touch the anointed one of God, according to David. Who is God in times of injustice? When you feel injustice in your life, will you respond in the same way as David did? Respond to Saul? David was a loyal servant to Saul. David was a loyal soldier. He was the champion of Israel. He defeated the Philistine armies in the name of God and also in the name of the king. But yet, Saul, sinuklian ni Saul ng kasamaan, yung kabutihan ni David. Who is God in the midst of the injustice that we feel sometimes? Number one, God is our protector. Everybody say protector. You know, if you feel that there's an injustice done to you, guess what? God will be the one to protect you. And how many of you would be honest enough and say, you know what, Pastor, I realize that there are times in my life that God did actually protect me. How many of you had that experience of God protecting you? Physically, or maybe financially, or maybe from making dumb decisions. How many of you have had that? Diba? And you know, I realize as husband and wife many times, the way to, to prevent dumb decisions is to, you know, to consult one another. Because there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. Now, Psalm 57 verse 1 says, And this is David, when he was, you know, now finally in the cave, running away from Saul, running for his life. David could actually, you know, go back and attack Saul because his experience, he's a mighty warrior. He's leading a, a group of a called mighty men of David. But yet he looked to God for help because his source is the Lord. It says here in verse 1, have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy on me. For in you my soul takes refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. And how many of you sometimes that when disaster strikes, it stays? Wow, Lord, I it just comes to pass. But sometimes the disaster, it comes and stays. Right? Whether it's a sickness, whether it's a problem in the family, whether it's health problems, whether it's a problem in the office, 
Whether it's, yun na, people talking about you, maligning you, or maybe talking ill about you, sometimes it's take. But yet David knew in his heart that there's one person in the universe that he can actually trust. And who is that person? Who's that person? God. The Bible says, David was declaring, I look at my eyes on the hill. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. There's another scripture that says, the righteous run to God or run to Him and are what? Safe. You're safe. You run to God and you're safe. The question is, where do we run in times of trouble? In the time of trouble. And you need a helping hand. Where do you run? You know, how does God protect us? You know, I remember when we were starting as husband and wife, my, my uh, Shirley and I were still living in Mandaluyong, dun sa labas, okay? And uh, we were renting an apartment. It's like a hole-in-the-wall apartment. You know, I think it was like where two, three years in our marriage. Uh, and I remember, yeah, Bea, Bea probably was about one year old uh, then. And I remember one time Shirley was cooking uh, lunch. Can't remember, maybe it was spaghetti or something. And so, uh, you know, we were, we were in the house, and as she was cooking spaghetti, you know, the, the hose from the stove got off. Okay? And so the gasul was on, and it caught fire, and the whole spaghetti was burning. Okay, and so there's this host from the gazul, parang, oh, parang flamethrower. Okay, and I told Shirley, you know, get out with Bea because, you know, baka sumabog yung gazul. And, you know, the first instinct of a man is to save the spaghetti. And then, and then, and then. And I got water from the sink, whatever I could, my, 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 whatever I could put my hands onto, and then threw it on the spaghetti. It didn't work. Bakit? Because the source of the fire was not the spaghetti; it was the gasul, and the end of the hose was actually like a flamethrower. And the only way that I can actually put a stop to it is if I can turn that gasul off. But yet, it was already burning. And I said, God, if this is my time, I'll see you later. <laughs> you know, I, I, as you can remember, Shirley, I, I, I asked because, uh, you know, I wanted to save them first. And I had to put some clothes, uh, used clothes in my hand. And I grabbed the gasul. And I turned it off. And I was waiting for a kaboom. It did not happen. And I turned it off. We ate out that day. No spaghetti, but God protected us. Amen. I mean, it's a simple story of God protecting us. You know, but many times, you know, God causes delays sometimes in order to protect you. Maybe here you are, you're waiting for a cab, and you know, Another guy just stepped into the line and grabbed the cab. Parang feeling mo, wow, alugi ako dito. Parang injustice to. Diba? How many of you sometimes feel bad if that person went ahead of the cab? 
And then later you find out that that cab actually had an accident. Buti nga sa'yo. Di ba? Parang gano'n nangyari doon, di ba? God protects us. And maybe you'd actually find that out in your life, in the small details of your life, how God moves in your life. Maybe you're aware of it, or maybe you're not aware of it, but God is definitely moving and He's protecting you and I. Amen? Tell the person beside you, tell the person God is your protector. You don't have to worry. God is the one who watches our back. The righteous run unto it and are safe. And our response is just to wait on the Lord. You know, if you're waiting for the protection and the deliverance of God, all you have to do is to wait on the Lord. David knew how it is to wait. Did you know that in 1 Samuel chapter 16, David was already anointed as king? He was anointed by Samuel and he poured oil on David to be the next king of Israel. And while Saul was pursuing David, David had every right to claim kingship over Israel. But he did not. Because he knew that the timing is not, has not come. He had to wait 15 years. He was 15 at that time when he was anointed king. It was about when he was 30 that he became finally the king of Judah, not the whole Israel. Judah pa lang yon. And then another 7 years before he became the king of the whole land of Israel. You'll find this in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 4. A total of 22 years in the waiting. Yet he had every right to say, God, I am the king of Israel. But he did not use that card. He had to wait on the Lord. Secondly, God is not only our protector, but God is also our, our vindicator. He is the one who, who he's the righteous judge. He's the one who would clear our name. And maybe, you know, maybe you've had an experience wherein you know you've been wrongly accused. Maybe some of you have been wrongly accused in the office, like or whatever, okay? Paper clip lang. Well, anyway, so you've been wrongly accused by people. Divine. And you know, when you talk about God vindicating us, it means that God is clearing our name. It means that God is the one who avenges for us. It means that the one, God is the one who's judging on our behalf. And David, because he's, such, he's got such a, uh, such a pure heart before the Lord, in verse 2 it says, I cry out to God the Most High, to God who vindicates me. He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who what? Hotly pursue me. And then we see the word Selah. It is a Hebrew word meaning hindi tayo but sela. Okay? <laughs> no, sela is actually a musical term in the Hebrew alphabet. Actually, you'll find about 79 selas in the book of Psalm. And this probably means like a musical note, parang G clef. Parang ganon. How many of you are into music? Parang G clef or maybe like a chorus of sorts. So when you see the word sela, it's like a change of note. Parang ganon. Okay? And then the Bible says, God sends His love and His faithfulness. You know, basically David was declaring, Lord, You are the one who vindicates me. Despite the injustice that I am feeling right now, Lord, Ikaw bahala sa akin. How many of you sometimes feel you need a rest back? Di ba parang, alam niyo ba rest back? O panahon pa namin yun ng mga 80s, di ba? Di ba, you know, pagka ikaw nabuli ka, di ba, tatay, tutubo ka sa tatay ko, di ba? Oh, di ba? 
You know, sometimes we're like that. You know, we, when we were bullied, like when, you, when I was, you know. Anyway, I need inner healing. So, vindication. God is the one who vindicates us. In fact, let's break it down further. Okay? It says in the NIV, God is the one who vindicates us. In the English Standard Version, ESV, it says, To God who fulfills His purpose for me. In other words, God has never forgotten about you. God has a purpose and a plan for you. And how many of you know that the purpose and the plan, the will of God for us is always good, pleasing, and perfect? Amen. Amen. Diba? And the plan of God and the purpose of God for our life is always the best. Not just the good. Because the good is always the enemy of the best. And sometimes, we settle for the good. Pwede na yan. Lord, okay na to. Guess what? God may have something better for you. Okay? So that's another translation there. To God who performs all things for me. That's another translation. You know, in the NIV, it says, God is the one who vindicates us. But in the NK, uh, New King James Version, it says, God is the one who performs all things for me. Wala akong gagawin. You just have to wait. God is the one who will move. On your behalf. How many of you know we have a great God? He is the one who takes care of us. He's the one who saved us. He's the one who gives us the grace. He's the one who empowers us to live godly lives. He's the one who provides for us. He's the one who judges righteously on our behalf. He's the one who vindicates us. We have a great God. And to God who comes through for me in the CEB version. What does vindicate mean? In the Hebrew, it means shafat. Everybody say shafat. Isabihin ng shafat, walang labis, walang kulang. Shafat na shafat lang siya, di ba? So vindicate, di ba? Shafat, it means to judge. It means to defend. And how many of you know that our God is a judge? Di ba, you know, we have a judge here in, uh, in Alabang. Okay? She normally attends the morning service at 9 o'clock. And she was recently just promoted judge from being a fiscal here in uh, Muntinlupa. She was given the assignment of an RTC judge in Pasig Regional Trial Court. Okay, so if you have a case in Pasig, go to her. Okay, but I'm not gonna say her name just for the protection. Okay, so anyway, she's a judge, and she's a Christian judge, and she's one who desires to judge correctly. But how many of you know? that despite the intention of a Christian judge, she can still make a mistake in judging. Because how can you prove if a person is guilty or innocent? We don't have a jury system in the Philippines, right? And the decision of a case is decided upon by a person called the judge. Once the evidences have been given by both the uh, prosecution and the defense, both have attorney, the evidence will be given to you. As a judge, you have to see everything and be impartial about it and make a judgment. How many of you know that sometimes judges can make mistakes? Because a judge has to be, uh, make a decision uh, whether you've done this or you did not do this. Between right and wrong, guilty or not guilty. But how many of you know when you talk about God being the judge, He's not just a judge who can make a decision, but He is the righteous judge whose decision is always right. Amen. Our God is a righteous judge. And when God makes a decision, you will actually be confident to the fact that God will make the right call. Tama talaga yung gagawin ng Lord. 
to act as a lawgiver is the next uh, definition or governor to decide controversy. In uh, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 40, uh, sorry, 15, it says, Acquitting the guilty and condemning the, condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. Basically, you can trust that God is indeed a fair and a just God. Looking at the story of, uh, of David in 1 Samuel chapter 24, the setting of this particular uh, chapter is that they were now in the cave. And as I said earlier, David was hiding in the cave and Saul entered the same cave where David was hiding. And the men were actually telling David, Pagkakataon mo na. Bawian mo na yan. Katahin mo na yan. Parang ganon. They were telling David to kill Saul already. But yet David don't want, didn't want to lay his hands on Saul because he would not be the one to take justice in his own hand. And when, uh, you know, when Saul was taking a nap, David actually just cut a, a small piece of cloth from the corner of the robe of Saul. And this is what he said when Saul was out of the cave. He was probably shouting from the top of the cave as Saul was about to leave. And he said, This day you have seen with your own, with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I what? Spared you. I said, I will not lift my hand against my master because he is the Lord's anointed. Can you see the heart of David? Despite the injustice done to him by this guy who's pursuing him, he can still say to him, you are my master and you are the Lord's anointed. Can you actually say that to the person who wronged you? You are my master. You are God's anointed. Anointing mo lang mo. Parang gano'n, di ba? Parang gusto mo siguro sabihin yun, di ba? But in the heart of David, sabi niya gano'n, Wow, Lord, you have anointed this man. I'm gonna serve him. And he remained loyal to him till that day. Verse 11. See my father. Tinawag pa niyang father. You know Why? Because David was married to his daughter Michal, or Michael. So he's calling him Tai. Anak mo ko, ba't mo gustong patayin? Look at this piece of cloth, or this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe, but did not kill you. Now understand and recognize that I am not guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord, what? Judge between you and me. And may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me, but my hand will not touch you. He made a decision right there and then. I'm not going to hurt the Lord's anointed. It is God who will call the shots. I will not be the one to collect the debt. Let God be the one to pay the recompense on my behalf. Let God be the one to avenge. Let God be the one to revenge on my behalf. I will not lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. Verse 13, as the old saying goes, and this is still David, from evildoers come evil deeds, so my hand will not touch you. So it seems to David, you are an evil person, but I will not be like you. Verse 14, against whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom are you pursuing? A dead dog? He was referring to himself. As a dead dog, why bother? I am a dead dog. Not even a dead dog. The next line was what? A flea? Garapata? Why are you pursuing me? I am a dog? Hindi na dog. Sige, wag dog. Garapata? 
You know, in Tagalog, you know, you're probably going to read that in Tagalog version. But in verse 15, it says, May the Lord be our judge and decide between us. May He consider my cause and uphold it. May He vindicate me by delivering me from your hand. And what was the response? Our response, you know, when God vindicates us, is we just need to trust in the Lord. Trust in God in whatever it is that you're going through right now. You know, my friend Jay Duque, who's uh, now in the States and who served as a missionary there for several several years. When he was a young Christian, I remember, uh, I was the one who led him to the Lord. Uh, this was back in the 80s. Okay, maybe 85, oh, sorry, not 80, 87 or 88. And so he was so passionate for God. He said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share my faith to my family members. Excited siya. He went home that day and he shared his faith to his dad. His dad was a doctor. And he said, dad said, anong faith faith sinasabi mo? If you don't give up your faith, you have to leave this house. Guess what he did? He stuck to his faith and his dad kicked him out. Can you imagine? You know, him just finished college and yet he, he, he's being kicked out of the house and he was being persecuted for his faith. I felt like, parang kasalanan ko yata to. You know what I did? I asked my mom and my dad, can we take in Jay for a couple of weeks? So for a couple of weeks, he stayed in my house. And we actually, you know, uh, just took care of him, fed him, you know, he, he took refuge in my home. I guess the dad and the family missed Jay. And eventually the dad went out to ask Jay to come back home. Guess what? Several years later, the entire household got saved. Initially, what was done was wrong. Jay could have actually went back to the dad and say, He could actually say those words. But he just kept silent. He continued to honor his dad. And when he did that, guess what? God vindicated Jay. And eventually, the entire, now the entire household is serving the Lord. His, 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 his dad who passed away, uh, unfortunately, I think last year, and his mom, and so uh, they're all uh, serving his brothers. They now know the Lord because of Jay. Guess what? If you are wrong, choose to do what is right. And I believe God is the one who's going to vindicate us. Amen? God's going to be the one to fight on our behalf. One last point, and then we're going to come to a close. How did David see God in times of injustice? First, God is our protector. Second, God is our vindicator. Third, God is above all. Basically, when he was writing this psalm, you know, when he reached verse 5, of course, there's no verse 5 during that time. The, only the, the Bible scholars were the ones who placed numbers there. But suddenly, there came a shift in the tone of David from, Lord, help me or vindicate me or, you know, you are my refuge or you are this or that to be exalted, O God. He suddenly saw God in His loftiness. He suddenly saw God as the Lord of all. He suddenly saw God as the God who is sovereign over the earth. And he said, O God, be exalted above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. You know, he was writing this because he was running away from Saul because he had a problem and he was running for his life and yet he saw God in the midst of his problem. My question for us tonight, if we are in the midst of our troubles and disasters and problems, 
How do we view God? I pray and I hope that tonight, just like David, that we will have the same eye as David had. That he saw God in his loftiness. That ultimately, he just declared praise. It was not an imprecatory prayer that he prayed. He did not write there in the book of Psalm, Lord, kunin mo na silang lahat ngayon na. Now na. Diba? He did not write that. But yet, what he wrote was, be exalted above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Verse 9, it says, I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. In the midst of problems. David was praising the Lord, worshipping Him, declaring the greatness of our God. I will sing of you among the peoples, for great is your love. Reach to the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the sky. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, let your glory be over all the earth. Basically, he was declaring the Most High God. The Most High God in Hebrew is El Elyon. Everybody say El Elyon. And the meaning of El Elyon is this. Strongest, strong one. Very redundant, diba? Parang, can you please repeat it again for the second time once more? Parang ganun, ano? It's so redundant naman, diba? And David declared El Elyon, strongest, strong one. Because El means strength and power, and Elyon means strongest. It's like telling your wife or your, your girlfriend, you are the cutest, cute one. Parang ganun. You are the kindest, kind one. You know, it's like, David was looking for a superlative term for who God is. And in terms of Him being the protector, in terms of Him being the vindicator, this is the name of God. El Elyon. You are the strongest, strong one. And may you find God and may you see God in your weakest point in your life. If, you, if people are, you know, attacking you or whatever, or maybe falsely accusing you, or maybe you're a victim of injustice, may we see God for who He is. He is El Elyon, the strongest, strong one. Maybe you remember the story of Risa Laurel. How many of you remember the story of Risa? Risa used to be a law student. Of course, now she's a full-time lawyer. But when she was still a student who uh, happened to take the bar exams along Path Abbey, I think she took the, the bar exams in La Salle after that, uh, you know, there was a bomb that blew off along Taft Avenue. Several people were injured, and Riza was one of those. As, you know, as they were bringing her to the hospital, you know what, she was not complaining, or she was not, you know... Uh, trying to find out who did this. You know what she was doing? She was actually worshipping and praising the Lord in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, not knowing and not realizing that eventually she will lose her both legs. So she lost her both legs, but that she continued to declare who God is in her life. I mean, he, she could have actually said, Lord, this is unfair. I'm about to become a lawyer. And, you know, I have, you know, have a great future ahead of me. She could have complained about her life. Lord, Lord, bakit ganito? Ang dami-dami pong dapat naman, ako pati naman. But yet, she accepted that as her destiny. But yet, she looked to God as the strongest, strong one. And she declared, You are my God, and forever I will praise you. Risa happens to be a member of our church in Victoria Ortigas. And she serves also in our music team there in Ortigas. She could be declared the praises of our God 
even this fight, no more legs. How many of us have complete limbs? We have two legs, we can jump, we can praise the Lord, we have two hands, we can actually raise. Are we using our limbs and our entire body to worship the Lord? And this ought to be our response. We need to worship the Lord, even in the midst of our problems and our troubles. Let's worship the Lord. Amen. Just on a practical uh, level, Romans chapter 12, verse 17 to 19. It says, Never pay back evil with more evil. Because sometimes, the way we uh, do things is, pagka, you know, as I said earlier, di ba, pagka ginawa ka lang masama, babawi ka. Di ba? But the Bible says, don't repay evil for evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take what? Never take? Never take revenge. Wag ka bumawi. Leave that to whom? To the righteous anger of God. Because we have a righteous God who can just fairly and squarely on your behalf. For the scripture says, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. It is not our job to collect. It is not our job to make things even. It is not our job to make things right and get justice in our own hands. We see movies, di ba, sayo, tundo sa akin ng kabila. You you take matters in your own hands. You don't have to do that. God is the one who will avenge for us. In times of justice, God is our vindicator. Especially when we respond in worship. You know, when you talk about injustice, what is real injustice? Real injustice is what happened on the cross. When you see Jesus hanging on that cross, He was a sinless man. Only criminals and sinners were the ones who should be hanged on that cross. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. He did not sin. Who sinned? We sinned. We ought to be the one paying for the penalty of our sins. Yet, He was hanged on that cross. He even took the time to pray for those who were persecuting Him. He said, Father, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they were doing. That is the ultimate injustice. And yet, in the eyes of God, that has to be done so that you and I can actually be freed and be given the grace to be saved and go to heaven with Him someday. Amen? That's the beauty of our relationship with the Lord. You know, in First Peter, and I'm going to close with this, I want to ask the worship team to join me here. It says, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in His steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in His mouth. When they hurled their insults at Him, He did not what? He did not retaliate. When He suffered, He made no threats. He, uh, he entrust, instead, He entrusted Himself to Him who judges justly. He Himself bore our sins in His body on the cross so that we might, so we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By His wounds, you have been healed. We hope you were inspired by that message. Watch out for more updates on coming events in our website at www.victoryalabang.org. 
You can also be part of the family by liking us on Facebook.com slash Victory and following us on Twitter.com slash Victory Thank you and stay connected.